to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can find these podcasts and subscribe at Heidi Harris Show on iTunes. I also do a live radio broadcast weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on 670 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. My guest today is Stephen String. He's the CEO of Charisma Media, author of several books, God and Donald Trump, and the most recent book, Trump Aftershock. What is it all about? Let's talk to Stephen Strang. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show, sir. Great having you. I really appreciate the time. Well, thank you for the opportunity. It's been an interesting week, hasn't it, with the Mueller report and a lot of people focusing on politics and trying to destroy Donald Trump as if that's going to make their lives better, right? Well, interesting and historic. I mean, never in American history have uh, different ones in government tried to take down a sitting president with a made-up uh, charge. I mean, this was just totally made up. Uh, wishful thinking, maybe. Uh, you know, there was apparently some Russian interference. The Mueller report, according to the summary, said that there were some agents that actually reached out to the Trump people, and they actually rebuffed the effort. Uh, you know, undoubtedly this kind of thing has gone on behind the scenes with other countries or maybe even with Russia, but never before has it become mainstream. I mean, you can't watch MSNBC or CNN any day in the last two years without just being hammered about this again and again and again. I was watching Tucker Carlson last night, and they were taking little uh, video clips of all these uh, – liberal pundits saying collusion, collusion, collusion. <laughs> we have proof of collusion. And there was no collusion and no proof of collusion. Yeah, it's hilarious. We're speaking with Stephen Strang. He's the CEO of Charisma Media and founder of Charisma Magazine, also author of several books, the most recent, Trump Aftershock, The President's Seismic Impact on Culture and Faith in America. You know, one of the things that I found most interesting is the never-Trumpers, or the people who say, because Donald Trump's a flawed person, of course we all are, but we know his flaws seem to be more obvious than some other people's, that Chris, how can a Christian back Donald Trump because he's this, he's that. Talk a little bit about that, because to me, it doesn't matter if you're flawed. We all are. But if he's trying to push uh, the, you know, the help with the Christian's agenda and religious freedom, that may be why God put him there. I agree with you 100%. And I make this point in God and Donald Trump, the fact that many were praying and God, what I say, I've, I've done, I don't know, 50 media interviews per book. Uh, including a bunch of secular media, and they'll ask me this question, and I'll just say, people were praying, and God raised up somebody we didn't expect, and in some ways, someone we didn't like. I didn't like him originally because, you know, he was a playboy, he owns casinos, uh, he's kind of boisterous. I didn't really pay that much attention to what he believed, but boy, when it came down to Hill, him or Hillary Clinton, who I consider to be the most corrupt person ever to run for president, you know, there was a clear choice. And it, isn't it interesting that we talk about him being flawed? Did we talk the same thing about Barack Obama, or how about George W. Bush? Did anybody ever say it about Bill Clinton? And, of course, all of us are flawed, and God has used flawed people throughout history, people that the Christians didn't necessarily uh, like. Winston Churchill was a real good example. The Christians of his day didn't like him because he drank brandy and cigars, smoke cigars all day long, and, and of course, uh, you know, they didn't approve of that kind of behavior. Yet he was raised up by God, I believe, and also he believed, was raised up by God to save Western civilization, which he did in the sense that, uh, you know, a uh, case we made that he's, he's the one that motivated Britain to stop Hitler, uh, you know, before we were even in the war. But anyway, getting back to Donald Trump, uh, the week that Stormy uh, Daniels was all in the news, 
And, of course, the president has said that he did not do anything that, with that woman. And I'll tell you and your listeners something that I've not said widely, but the president actually called me on my cell phone. Um, it was about Trump aftershock. I was trying to get an interview with him, which I did not get, but he was actually vetting me. This was very shortly before the book went to press, and uh, he did promise me an interview. But uh, I was telling him that I had uh, about the book. He was asking me some questions. And I was telling him that I defended him on secular TV uh, when they were talking about uh, Stormy Daniels. And he said to me in a private conversation that I'm not even sure is on the record, but um, I think I can say this. He said, um, you don't need to defend me. I didn't do anything with that woman. And, you know, it was a private conversation. He didn't owe me an, apolo- an explanation. I, I didn't mean... Uh, mean to say that I thought he did it. It's just, you know, like the old country song says, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. (laughs) But regardless of that, it was 15 years ago, I said, Allison Camarado on CNN, who's very liberal, said to me, you know, how can Christians support him? Kind of like you did, except that she was asking from a different perspective. And I said, "Uh, everyone who has accepted Christ has been forgiven of something they do not want to be on the front page of the right. newspaper. I love that. That is so true, and that is so right. And so I said the whole essence of Christianity is forgiveness. And if Donald Trump has been forgiven and we've been forgiven, we can kind of understand that. Now, as far as the Never Trumpers is concerned, I actually had a section of a chapter in the book about Never Trumpers, and I interviewed the um, – editor of uh, uh, Christianity Today, Mark Alley, who's a friend of mine, and I asked him to try to explain to me what the mindset is of the never-Trumpers. Now, he wanted to be clear that he's not a never-Trumper. He just doesn't like Trump. But regardless, uh, it, it came down to kind of nuances. They're, they're kind of egg-heady kind of people that, that think you should not be bombastic. You should just sort of nudge along the status quo. That is not what we need in this country at all. But it was interesting to get his perspective. Plus, uh, it's a fairly small percentage of evangelicals, something less than 15%. And if you drill down and find out who these people are, and I know a number of them personally, they're people that vote Democrat every year, whether it's uh, (laughs) Barack Obama or, uh, you know, Al Gore or John Kerry. And they are just sort of left of center, and uh, Donald Trump is a disruptor. He's disrupting the status quo, and they don't like him. I will say that I hear less and less of that because these same people, including Mark Galley, who said he doesn't really like Trump as a person, he did like the fact that, um, you know, the taxes were lowered and he's been standing for religious liberty and some other issues that Christianity today and I think are very important. But this uh, president has been accomplishing so much. It's just that he's got a unique personality. Yeah, he if does. somebody punches him, he punches back. I mean, <laughs> how else do you succeed in New York in the real estate business? That is, uh, that is so true. Look at our founding fathers. I mean, I think John Adams would have been a great talk show host because he was a little bombastic in his day. Well, <laughs> if you read the letters between some of those people, between John Adams and, and uh, Thomas Jefferson... Uh, they said all kinds of nasty things. In the newspapers of the day, which was, you know, their equivalent of our Internet, every single little town had a newspaper. and The editor uh, was usually bombastic, as you say, and, and uh, said all kinds of nasty things. And 
So, you know, we have this history in our politics going way back. But, you know, in a way, who cares? You know, we're having to live in the present, and we're dealing with this whole thing about Robert Mueller and this made-up hoax. Uh, It's just it's very sad that our law enforcement agencies, the highest in the land, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, and the FBI, could be weaponized on the part of political partisans I mean, Peter Strzok of the FBI, when the, you know, he was, what, the, you know, the second or third highest uh, ranking official, he said that Hillary Clinton should win $100 million to zero. And the text that went back and forth between him and his lover just showed that he was so biased that even Robert Mueller himself fired him from the Mueller investigation because he couldn't be objective. And, uh, you know, a lot of us were a little concerned about Mueller because he was real good friends with Comey and and uh, nearly all the 19 lawyers he hired uh, not only were for Hillary, but had donated to her. I mean, you got to really be for somebody to give them money. I mean, it's one thing to pull a lever in a, in a voting booth. It's another thing to write a check. And so we were a little concerned about the objectivity, yet these people who were not known to be Trump people uh, vindicated uh, the president, even though there was all kinds of political and cultural pressure on them, I'm sure, to find something wrong. But, you know, if, uh, I'm no lawyer, but I've, of course, listened to lawyers explain that collusion is not a crime. There's no statute against collusion. Right. There are statutes against various kinds of treason and uh, helping the enemy and so forth, but Donald Trump did none of that. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of meetings with a, uh, with a couple of Russians. Listen, I've been to Russia five times. I've met with a lot of Russians, but it was not collusion, of course. I've had to, so, I mean, meeting with a Russian, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, if anything, it was the Hillary Clinton people who met with Christopher Steele and had, you know, came up with that fake dossier about, that was so bad that the liberal media mostly left it alone, except for BuzzFeed and a few others. And then, of course, after BuzzFeed released it, some of the others released the fact that BuzzFeed released it, but I mean, you know, they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't publish it the first time. You know, this was back around the time of the, of the inauguration. And this thing just spun out of control. Thankfully, it's concluded. And now I hope that the Department of Justice, under a new Attorney General, William Barr, will actually go after some of these very, very corrupt people. I mean, a number of them have been fired because they were so bad. I mean, you got you got to be pretty bad to be fired. And then where it's almost all the top people, all of them yeah, were fired. Terrible. But other than that, there's been no accountability, but hopefully there will be. I, I personally so. think that some there may be at least one or two who who spend some jail time. People have been jailed for doing a whole lot less. That's true. We're speaking with Stephen Strang. He is, of course, the CEO of Charisma Media, founder of Charisma Magazine, and the author of several books, the most recent including Trump Aftershock, The President's Seismic Impact on Culture and Faith in America. And just last year, he wrote God and Donald Trump. And it's so important that you were talking about how Donald Trump can be used by God as a flawed person like we all are. And it's so interesting, just for example, what he's done with Israel. I mean, this is, is amazing what he's done with Israel and what he's tried to do as best he can with religious freedom in America. These are things that further God's plans. That's right, and that is not on the agenda in our country. The country is so secular, so liberal, so left-leaning, that it's, and even in the church, a lot of people in the church compartmentalize. You know, they go to worship or they read their Bible, but, you know, they don't really uh, 
get that involved with the direction of the country. Now, most of us really can't uh, affect the direction of the country, but at a grassroots level, we can talk in our circles of influence. We can speak up when we hear things. We have opportunities to write letters to the editor and, and, you know, the equivalent on the web and so forth. I mean, there are a lot of things that we can do to try to shift this thing, and I believe that some things are beginning to shift. I think that's why the other side is just going crazy. They've had their way for the last 50 or 60 years, and uh, a lot of this craziness we're hearing, they really believed, but they kind of kept it under a nice little veneer. But, boy, they are coming out swinging. They're afraid that they're losing ground, and I really believe they are. And these are some of the things that I try to document in both books, God and Donald Trump, as well as Trump Aftershock. And believe it or not, this week I'm starting on the third book, which uh, my deadline is August 5th. It'll be out in January. If we don't stand up and do something now, at some point it's just going to be too late. So I'm thankful that God has given us a leader like Donald Trump, and it's kind of a window of time uh, where the church has a chance to be the church. And I believe that we're right on the verge of a great revival. And if you're old, as old as me, you remember the 60s, which was also a horrible time. It looked like a whole generation was, you know, to use the, the cliche, going to hell in a handbasket. And then what happened? God uh, caused the Jesus movement to happen, and thousands and thousands and thousands of hippies were swept into the kingdom of God, many of them Christian leaders today. The charismatic renewal in the Catholic Church started along the same era. So when things looked so bad, and they were actually rioting at the Democratic National Convention in 1968, and Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy uh, and, and John Kennedy a few years before were assassinated. I mean, all these terrible things happening, and of course the Vietnam War was a, was, was a horrible travesty, I'll say. I mean, a war we probably should have never gotten into, and we lost 50,000 American lives. Uh, you know, got, things shifted. And America did not become uh, perfect, of course, but something did shift. And a few years later, we, we uh, elected Ronald Reagan, and that seemed to help shift things some. And then it kind of shifted back to the left, and now with Trump, it's shifting more to the right. And, you know, this is not really about politics, but it's like which side uh, is in, interested in and defends what we consider to be Christian values and the principles of the Bible, and allow us to live peaceful lives like the Bible says. We should pray for godly government so we can live peaceful lives. We're speaking with Stephen Strang. He's the author of, most recently, Trump Aftershock, CEO of Charisma Media, and the founder of Charisma Magazine. We're talking a little bit about his new book. You know, one of the things that gave me a lot of uh, hope was when Donald Trump chose Mike Pence. I think he scares the left much more than Donald Trump does. When he picked Mike Pence, boy, that was a sign that, he, that Donald Trump could be trusted. And an awful lot of uh, Christian leaders, most of whom were for uh, Ted Cruz to start with, as I was. As I was, uh, too. Shift, shifted over to Trump and said, you know what, we're going to take a chance on this guy. He, he may not be perfect, but he's certainly not Hillary Clinton. You know, this isn't really about politics. It's really a cultural thing. It's really uh, good and evil. It's a spiritual warfare. I mean, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know, we've, whether they're, they're liberal or conservative or in between, we're, as Christians, we're to love everyone. I mean, that's how Jesus said that they would uh, know we are Christians is by our love. Yet, um, we have got to, um, you know, we've got to stand for the values 
they certainly stand for their values. And it's, it's a spiritual warfare. It's spiritual warfare, and it's not new. It's been going on since the fall of man. Of course. But we as human beings, we see things through our own prism, and sometimes we're aware of the spiritual warfare, and especially when things are, like, really bad. Or, you know, when Hitler was in, people would have said that was spiritual warfare. Uh, you know, when things are going along okay, and it maybe seems like the devil's not as quite as active, but he is. And whether it's in the national level or we're seeing it on TV or it's in our own lives, our own families, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to give life and to give it more abundantly. That is exactly right. Stephen String, what a thrill to talk to you. Of course, he's the CEO of Charisma Media, founder of Charisma Magazine, and author of God and Donald Trump, and his most recent, Trump Aftershock, the President's Seismic Impact on Culture and Faith in America. It's been a privilege. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. You too. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget to join me for my live radio broadcast weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 670 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.